As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to another edition of Copa with Felipe Cardenas. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me. And I have two guests today. My colleague's Brooks Speck. He's our managing editor for North American Soccer Desk. And you know Pablo Maurer, talented staff writer, elite mechanic. Uh, and we're going to talk to you guys today. But I brought them both today on the show because I thought it'd be really cool to just talk about the origin of the Athletics' brand new live kit tracker which launched earlier this week uh we're going to give our thoughts on some of the adidas world cup kit launch uh launch kits as well as puma's template designs uh we all have thoughts on that one <laughs> and then at the end of the show we're going to reveal our all-time favorite kit it can be club international whatever it may be we all have thoughts on that as well so um brooks let's start with you because uh you know, it is an interesting story, like how we came up with this, how, who came up with it? When did this happen? Like, all I know is that there, there, there is an origin story here. So how would you, how would you kick this one off? <laughs> well, uh, it was divine intervention mostly. No, uh, it was just something that we've been talking about for a long time of um, wanting to have a place where we could kind of just filter through thoughts on all these different kits that we are always talking about in Slack and, and in private uh, on, on WhatsApp and text message and you name it. Um, so it's just a, a public facing place to, to put all that and have it all, all on the, on the site. Pablo, you know, I think what's interesting though, and what should, we should, you know, make public is we all have very strong takes too. And I think we all come from different backgrounds, but like we have, I think we land in the same place when it comes to just opinions about design, what's good, what's new, what's retro, what's classic. Like, just describe, if you can, sort of the tone of our conversations when we talk about these <laughs> different kits. Yeah, we all come from the same place, which is no background or education in design <laughs> and extremely insistent that everybody hears our terrible opinions. Um, exactly. Yeah, you know, man. What I would say is I think the three of us and probably a lot of you guys listening and watching are, com are coming from a place where your sort of recent design sensibilities have been crafted by just how outrageously boring 
kits have been in recent years. And I think, uh, you know, having said that, anytime there's a kit that's remotely interesting or well executed, definitely it's a thing where the three of us for years now at this point have hopped on a Slack channel, a WhatsApp channel, whatever, MySpace, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and just sort of like waxed poetic about them. Um, again, I think that's probably a byproduct of, of us just seeing so many terrible kits and like when a good, interesting one comes along, you know, it's, it's always worth talking about. And this gives us a space to bash the boring kits, which is always fantastic. You know, I know. I think we, we do a lot of bashing in, in private and it was like, why don't <laughs> we just do this in public? Yeah. Just okay. generally speaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, there are times where the, our Slack channel is just, it's it's full of really good looking stuff too and we're like wow this is such a great idea well, it's a great design yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> brooks what is the what is the kit tracker i mean just describe it um i mean it's it's really simple it's it's just whenever uh you know for, for years now we we've we've done these um kit reviews for a new season or tournament um whenever big releases are made and we'll do that as a, as a standalone piece but you know, that, that's usually months after a kit has been released or a bunch of kits have been released. So this is more of an immediate first first hot take <laughs> uh, snap reaction uh, forum for it. Um, and just a place to, to put everything in one spot. I think it's, you know, in the few days that we've done it, I think it's been kind of cool just to see a whole stream of of all these different kits from around the world and different kit makers and, and you name it, um, just all on one page. And you can just kind of stream through and see and get a kind of broad overview of, of the latest trends and what looks good, what doesn't, and and compare it all to each other. Yeah, Philippe, I'd, I'd, also, I'd also just call it a, just a straight-up SEO play. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows what that is, but I'm just kidding. Let's, 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 we, can, we can have another show about SEO. Um, yeah. we'll have, we have a whole SEO team that we can just invite and talk about analytics. Uh, but listen, I mean, it inspired me to wear this kit today. This jersey is, a, you guys asked me before we started recording, Sheffield United. I don't know what year it is. Perhaps someone that's watching on YouTube can can let me know. But uh, I think that's what that's been really cool about the kit tracker. It, it kind of gets you in the mode, in the mood to buy something, to go out and like <laughs> spend the money on what's out there. You know, I don't know. I don't have like, my wife will say that I ha I'm like a kit head and i don't i have maybe like 15 jerseys that's the, i don't think that's that qualifies as being like a hardcore collector but when i see the kits that are being relaunched when i read people's opinions like i thought jeff ruder our colleague had a really interesting take on how he thinks design is being uh, or, or street fashion is really influencing and impacting some of these designs which is either depending on how you feel about it, it can be good or bad um but you know, the Mexico kit yesterday, you know, it, it was sort of like coincided with the launch of our of the kit tracker and it just blew up like that design blew up. And really, I think it s told all of us that, like, OK, this is something that people are into. People want to know. People love kits. Brooks, you always tell us people love kit reviews, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's always done really well for us, no matter what the the team or, or country or whatever. If it's an eye catching look or uh, especially a bland one. Um, people have opinions, so they always want to take a look and, and share those opinions. And and I think this is going to be a really uh, helpful format to to get a bunch of these out there. Pablo, you've I mean you've written 
pretty extensively about just, for instance, like MLS design or lack thereof over the years. And like you got your hands on some uh, mock-ups of some of the MLS looks and all that. You wrote a story about it. Like, Why do you think people have such strong opinions about design and uniforms and kits? Like why, why is it such like a polarizing sort of topic? I mean, I, I do think, you know, to, to circle back to Jeff's point real quick, I think it's a good one to make, and I would point out that it's it's not new. Um, if you look at Felipe, you and I were just sort of chatting about the '92 and '93 U.S. jerseys with the mm-hmm. the three stripes in the shoulder, and you just have to look at the cut of those jerseys and see that they're very '90s. I mean, like yeah. I have a bunch of I have a denim kit, and I have the accompanying sort of like you know the player warm up for it with you know red and white sleeves, and it's all denim and I'm a huge dude. I weigh 300 pounds. It fits me. It's an XL and it's just like almost baggy on me. I mean, um, so I think like to answer your question too, I mean, I think anybody of a certain age, there's a huge like nostalgia factor about it. We're always going to look back on to, to keep it with an MLS, these like kits they launched with, 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 which were just absolutely insane. You know, I would think I said in the Columbus crew logo piece, I wrote that it was, you know, like a, MLS like a Mountain Dew ad come to life or something like that, you know, just like the design sensibilities of our era, you know, when it comes to soccer uniforms, we're so garish, like outlandish and stuff that, you know, we're always going to view it through that lens. So nowadays when, you know, I, I think Jeff is right. I mean, I think kit manufacturers are making kits first for people to wear to games and out on the street and later for, you know, to leave an impression on the field. Um, you know, so I think, I do think it's, you know, and then obviously, man, everybody like, because the entire thing is so subjective, same thing with team identities and logos, everyone's always going to have an opinion. That's what makes it fun to talk about. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily need a design background to look at something and be like, that sucks. Or I would wear that. You know what I mean? Um, And that's fine. It's kind of the way it should be. It does crack me up though. I think there's a whole piece to be written about how in a way, there are people who have, have like formal training and design yes. who do these things and there are design principles that they follow. And then it's like when some of these logos come out and some of them aren't all that bad, when some of them come out, there's this massive public outcry from this sort of unwashed mass, masses, if you will. And that's almost been driving, driving design, you know, like more these days is what people with no design background think. So we're here to tell everybody what to do. Uh, and be incredibly uneducated about it, like I said. <laughs> well, Pavel, I think it's a good point because, uh, and this is what you've reported on. I wrote a story about Atlanta United's uh, the fifth year. That in, during their fifth year, they they totally changed their look, which was uh, sort of an AC Milan style look when they when they launched in 2017. They changed it to their current kit, which I've never liked. But you know, they they went in pretty extensively into like the the thought process behind that. And the heavy, the heavy influence that a brand like Adidas has, like you think I have a lot of friends that are great designers that I think, wow, they, they could never function within uh, an environment like Adidas, for, for instance, where everything is like, this is what you're doing. This is how we're doing it. Don't 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 color outside the lines. Uh, please give us give us your 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 pitches three three years uh, ahead of time, and then it's like so. But but the street well, fashion like, thing was was confirmed by Atlanta United. That's what is something that's very important to them in order to increase sales. But 
when we do this, I think about designers a lot. Cause I think about, there's no way that perhaps the designers that we have worked with or that we know personally, they can't be happy with what's happening with the, with what the trend is currently in kit design. Well, so you, you said something that, that reminded me of, you know, I, I did write a piece on sort of MLS's design process with Adidas and I got a, a hand, uh, got my hands two years in a row on sort of the design brief, you know, the thing they send mm-hmm. to teams that says, this is how this process is going to go. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things teams will send, you know, like a vision board and like things outside elements, things they want to represent in the, germ- in the, in the uh, jersey. But something that really struck me is the one from two years ago, which is the last one I saw, literally straight up said that Adidas is like the final decision maker here. Yeah. You know, because many designers at MLS clubs I spoke to were like, yeah, if you push really hard, you can get like some interesting elements in there and stuff like that. And that, that might be true. But at the end of the day, man, and Adidas openly said this in the piece that I wrote. They're like, we're kind of the experts on this. Been making yeah. kits for whatever, 40, 50, 60, 100 years. And like, he didn't say this, but the, the vibe I got was very much like, what does some 24-year-old like uh, designer in Hartford, Connecticut know that Adidas doesn't know? Um, when a lot of people like that have interesting things to say and interesting ideas sure. and they're like pushing the envelope, you know? So yeah, MLS in a way is doomed. I mean, they have this long-term partnership with adidas um and it's totally understandable it's a huge revenue stream for them it's like they are arguably the most iconic sportswear brand in the world you know i mean it's a it's a good get for mls but it it definitely you look at usl you look at the stuff like kappa or other manufacturers are doing and you're like man why can't mls just go back to the days where it's like they have four or five different kit makers doing stuff for them you know brooks is there a, I mean, I know you, you, you share a lot of really good kit content. Like, is there a trend that you see that perhaps listeners or readers or people that are just getting into this aren't aware of? Is there something that you see from different brands, different clubs that are perhaps pushing the envelope that seems to be working that isn't as mainstream as what we just saw this week with Adidas's uh, World Cup launch? Well, it's been interesting because I feel like there's been a, a big shift over the last 10 years or so. Because in the early 2010s, there was excuse me, <clears throat> there was a, a big push for um, like a retro designs, really simple, classic old school looks um, that, that Umbro kind of led the way on. And then it got, it totally went the opposite direction and got really wild for a little bit, namely in those 2018 Nigeria kits that that were all the rage for a while. Um, the, the companies were kind of aiming more for, for a younger demographic, like young, young kids who are buying kits mm. or pushing their parents to buy them for them. Um, and I feel like now it's kind of occupying like a, a weird middle ground, um, where some things are kind of wild, some things are really simple and all white or all, all white and black and, and, and basic. Um, and it seems like there's kind of no real overriding, uh, theme here anymore. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it does kind of seem like it's all over the map at the moment. Yeah. I mean, when we were talking about like, tr- just off offline about some of the, our favorite kits of all time. You know, I, I think of, I always go back to the nineties, like, like Pablo mentioned, it is very nostalgic for me when I think of that time period. And so many of the uniforms from pretty much like 90 to 98 are some of my favorites. And you go to the, like the 1990 world cup that everything was so sleek. And it re- like today would be very fashionable in my opinion, because it has a classic retro look, you know, Italy back then, even the, the England kits, uh, Germany in 1990, 
uh, Ireland's kits were, were, you know, Adidas, I thought was that, that was like sort of the classic Adidas look. Uh, and then 94 to, to Pablo's point, like, uh, right before the, the grunge era really. And it really, we saw that and it was louder And the 98 was, I think a combination of the two, but, uh, I feel like the modern look is to your point, Brooks, difficult to put your finger on, uh, because the minimalist design also really took, uh, got really high about, you know, five, six years ago. Uh, and, and now to, to Pablo's point, it's like, you see so many great concept kits from, from, from just fans and designers that want to have their say, uh, that you feel like we'll never see the light of day, uh, other than, a, you know, a great tweet, you know, on Twitter, but, you know, we're sort of like resigned to what the big brands want to do. I feel like Pablo, like, what do you think about just are there other brands besides, I mean, obviously there are, but like, are there any obscure brands that you really like? You mentioned Kappa already. Uh, anything else that jumps out at you that you you tend to think like, hey, these guys do it right? I mean, it, it just seems like, like you said, I mean, the, the ones that I really like are often from individual designers or people on Twitter. I mean, I think, I do think you see like brands like Kappa, Kelme, these like brands that, let's be real, in the 90s when we were playing soccer were much bigger in a way, Lotto, stuff like that. Mm -hmm doing really interesting stuff, but obviously they only work with smaller teams and lower divisions. And, um, you know, it can be incredibly frustrating. Another thing too, that strikes me, Felipe is like, I think there's, I think we we've, there's this false narrative that like these kits from the nineties that we love so much that each one was like individual and like, but those were all templates, you know, it's like, sure. Just like they are now. The thing is though, they were, they were more interesting. There was more latitude for, you know, create creative expression, stuff like that. But I do think if you're of a certain age, all three of us are of a certain age where we came up playing and like, I think we really identify probably with a lot of those nineties jerseys because like I pulled out my high school Jersey. Um, it was doing some spring cleaning like a year or two. I pulled it out and it was the same template. It was that three stripes on the, it was classic. It was the three stripes on the shoulder and it was the university of Miami U, which like, you know, when you go like high schools will just do that. They'll be like, we're just going to use the same logo. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Really <laughs> Copyright doesn't, us. doesn't matter to us. Yeah. But I mean, to answer your question, man, I mean, it's just incredibly frustrating. I mean, I think the USL obviously is a great example. Again, I hate to go back to them of like a league that's just allowed its clubs to pretty much have free reign, do whatever they want with whatever maker they want, you know, um, well, a lot of the that I've seen over the years are really good too. You know, it's like a lot of makers like that are just are just killing it. You know, um, I mean, look at Ford Madison doing uh, amazing stuff in house, even without yeah, you yeah know, every every single person they do. I mean, they, they even did one that was fan designed. I mean, legitimately fan designed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was designed sort of by committee by their supporters, but it wasn't a thing where it was like, you know, in MLS you'd see something like that, but like you guys can design like the jock tag. Or something, you know <laughs> yeah. I mean? like give me like this tiny piece of like but yeah i mean i think about dc united's most recent um jerseys man and like the you know there are these three or four details they let clubs handle right like the thing on the back of the neck the neck tape or whatever and it's the gps coordinates for audi field and i'm just oh, like God. who <laughs> like this is the dumbest shit who i have cares? ever i mean <laughs> exactly like how much lazier and more literal and stupid could you be you know, like in a, in a design choice. It's like, I think there's I too know. many cooks. There's too many cooks in the kitchen and MLS design, probably too many people making those decisions that shouldn't. I mean, I think this whole industry has gone the way of like the movie right. industry. 
it's it's you know it's all just yeah. the blockbuster super uh focus grouped out decisions um a, a bunch of people making decisions it's all about the bottom line it's about what's well, going to sell the best what's going to be the, the most safe uh all that kind of stuff and you know brooks at the end of the day too one of those design briefs i won't say where you know if i if i said the person it would identify which team it was used at but what i can say is that at the the last page of the brief was um the list of people with like sign off you know mm-hmm. power basically and it was the club ceo you know it's like this dude has no i mean like not only has no design background but like looking at the guy <laughs> just be like you're the last person who should be signing off on a on a fashion design project. Yeah. You know I mean? How dare yeah. someone with no fashion background make make judgments yeah. on, on I kids? Right. I would I would be worried about like I'd be worried about uh you know like revealing who that is, but I think like ninety five percent of MLS executives are just like boring, stuffy white men. So I think I think I'm fine, you know. Uh yeah, okay. So I'll I'll just I just had one one response. We're going to get to we're going to start reviewing some kits from that Adidas launch, but I I just tweeted today we're recording on Wednesday. Uh just an update like hey, the the kit tracker is going to have daily drops, like jump back in, like review it, read it. And someone replied, "This is a genius idea." So congratulations to us, honestly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> really. Hello. Hello. Low standards. Um, <laughs> I know. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, okay, so uh, our producer, Mike Zimmerman, uh, I think we start with Mexico. Let's just start with the Mexico kit that was a huge hit. Uh, I think Oof. if you're if you're on Mexico Twitter, you saw this start. You, it leaked a few weeks ago. There's a lot of uh, is this the one? Is this not the one? It, it, we saw it, someone was wearing it on, on Mexico Twitter that wasn't a model, and it was like, okay, there's no way. Like this guy, there's no way this guy got his hands on this. But this is it. This is a beautiful jersey. Um, I actually like from from what Adidas did in their in their photo shoot. 
I love this shot too, by the way. Like it's it's great. Like the Mexican Coke, everyone loves a nice cold Mexican Coke. But um, first, just first impressions from both of you on what you liked about this case. And I'll just say one thing. I had dinner with a Mexican reporter who's in town for Mexico, Paraguay in Atlanta. He didn't like it. And he didn't have a, he just said, I just don't like it. I don't like the color, but maybe it'll grow on me. So I thought that was interesting, but let's start with Brooks. What, what, what jumps out at you and, and do you like it or not? I love it. I mean, it's unique. That's, that's what you want in a kit. That's, just, that's what I want. At least you want, you want something that's unique to the country or the team or the club. And, and this is definitely that for Mexico. Um, it's, I think it's, I think it's awesome. It's eye catching. It's, it's different. It's, creative it's great it, I love it. it reads immediately as a mexico jersey this is yeah. always yeah. my thing is it's it's like you have to have that sweet spot where the design is interesting and you know exactly which uh which team it is which is a challenge i, I think with the the lack of green on the jersey you know what i mean it could be sort of like but it, no you look at it you know it's a mexico jersey um i'm also i'm more of a jaritos man so i think maybe <laughs> they could have done the shoot differently but uh but yeah, no, it is. It's it's like a ten out of ten, honestly. Yeah. It's 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 the best thing Adidas has done in a while, honestly, with the kid. I agree. I I, I agree with the fact that it's just so so very Mexican. I think that's that's really cool. Um, you know, even the new logo like is working here. Like the new badge, yeah, which it shows perfectly with it. Yeah, like yeah. the new badge has been. It, it, it was panned immediately in in Mexico. Uh, and I just think because it's 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 untraditional and they had that very classic badge for so many years. And I always thought that like this would grow on fans. Uh, I think there are some fans that, that really liked it right away. There are people that didn't like it. It was too big. Brooks and I, we've talked about this. Like sometimes yeah, I mean, it, it's a little too it looks, big, but it looks large. But I do wonder how if it's larger than most badges, but it, it works on this on this shirt. I mean, I, I, I think it's a good example of a design choice that, you know, you never know. It's like when you see a crest just on its own as a PNG file or something like that on your computer yeah. screen. Frequently, frequently they look much better when they're executed on something. You know what I mean? And I, I think this is sort of an example of that, you know, um, as a standalone, I, I still think it's a fantastic crest. Um, yeah. But it really pops on the Jersey, I think. Okay. Next up, Mike, producer, Mike, uh, Argentina. Let's see if we can get this one up here. Okay. So there's some, confusion here with argentina's release okay <laughs> let's just start there i i they released two kits i'm pretty sure they have a, a secondary kit which is blue which is you're looking at this one here it, it's it looks purple honestly but there's it's, one that's this blue. one's purple yeah yeah there's a blue one that has that still has those sort of those flames that are coming up from the from the the, the stomach to the chest um <laughs> The heartburn kit. The heartburn kit. But this purple one. It's very Guy Fieri, you know. (laughs) uh, Welcome to Flavortown, Lionel Messi. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bienvenidos a Flavortown. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Like, it's it's a guy who I love Guy Fieri, by the way. But this is this is not a good looking kit. I'll just say right now, like, I think Argentina cannot go wrong with their home kit when they try to just mess with it. Like, it doesn't work. Just keep it as classic as possible. But over the years and over different World Cups, even even our producer Mike Zimmerman was talking to me. He's like, the 2006 away kit is is amazing. And I think when they do navy blue and black, or they go black, that really looks nice. I don't know about this one. I think this is a bad omen for Argentina going into the World Cup. What do you what do you think, Brooks? Still weird choice. Like I, I saw no explanation for why they chose flames on it. Um, 
Purple, I mean, purple is an interesting color. You, you don't see it too much in, in kit design. So I'm, not, I'm open to having that every once in a while. But but the flames, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And, and before, I get to, before I get to you, Pablo, like, we just talked about how Mexican the previous design was. Like, what does purple have to do? Maybe, again, if Argentina fans, if I'm if this is like blasphemy, what I'm about to say, let me know. But I didn't know purple was part of uh, the, 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 the color scheme for an Argentina kit. But, I mean, Pablo, what's your take? My take, it looks like a lazy Orlando City third kit. <laughs> you know? like, um, I, yeah, I don't pretend to know. I mean, maybe that, maybe that color is intimately you know, ingrained in Argentina's, yeah, I just, that's, that's for them to decide, you know what I mean? Obviously I think the, the more important opinions are probably the ones of people on the ground in South America, but look as, again, as an outside observer, I just told you the Mexico kit like screams Mexico to me, nothing about this um, other than the crest and the stars, obviously says Argentina to me. I mean, okay. maybe my bar is like, could I even envision Diego Maradona in this kit? Absolutely not. There's no way <laughs> he would wear this. <laughs> right, and by the way, played, all of the kits were iconic. Light blue. They were white. so great. Exactly. So great. Yeah. I mean, even the, the 1990 blue away that they wore in the final, I remember not liking it at the time. Uh, and every time now I see highlight, I think just because that final was just not a good final. But when now when I see it, I'm like, oh, like that is such a classic look if they, you know, with the white shorts, the white socks or the, the or, or just blue, white, blue. It was a great away kit. Um, I, you know, the one thing I do want to say before we move on is we spoke about 90s and perhaps the influence. I've noticed that these jerseys are baggier. For, for for once like they look a little bit baggier than yeah let's say a few years ago when puma came out with like the skin tight <laughs> literally the skin jerseys um where it, which this th this to me is a complete departure from previous looks well again that goes back to jeff's point about being wearable on the street i, I think it, it all goes back to being wearable for the fan now and and what can sell uh to the fans so and it's, that's part of it all right, let's move on to another one, which I think uh, is very much in line with their culture, Germany. All right, my, my first, I don't always love the the middle sash on jerseys. Like sometimes it doesn't, it, it seems too loud for me. Like you think of perhaps ones that I've worked, Ajax does it okay. Um, PSG. PSG does it. The Union had a great one for a long time. But yeah. Well, yeah. So, so like it can good. work. When I look at the, the this first the, the the home look for Germany, I'm not it's not a ten for ten for me, but I do think it it's very German. It looks like the German national team. Like when they show up in that, teams are going to be like, "Oh God, the Germans are here." <laughs> I get a Mercedes vibe from that shirt. <laughs> what, <laughs> that, what do you think, good, I think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I like them both. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a middle of the pack kit for me, but it definitely. Um, you know, get, it gets it over the line that they're both very clearly German national team jerseys. I far prefer the one, the one on the left than the one on the right, but but yeah. The, the red and black, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the red and black is cool. It's a really nice looking kit. Like when I think of away kits for Germany, um, I, I always go back to the classic green. The green sh the green look is just like, I don't know. I, for, for me, growing up, Germany was like the, the evil empire. And I think they should show up at these tournaments like just ready to rock it and, and look like Germany, look like the old school uh, German national teams. And I'm not sure about the, the red one. I like it. I don't know if it screams Germany. I know red is part of the palette, um, but 
It's an interesting look. Well, I mean, Felipe, you said this a couple of times now, and I think, you know, obviously nostalgia is great to play on and, and harken back to from time to time, but you got to mix it up sometimes too. You yeah. got to have some different, different looks, you know, in between all the, the more classic ones. Um, just keep things fresh. Yeah. They typically go with black. They, I think they've gone with black and other, world cups but i don't know this is this is up there this is a good i think this is a good combination home and away um certainly much better than argentina all right another one that i like let's go to japan okay the reason i like japan is because the 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 blue home kit it's there's nothing really spectacular about it if you saw colombia's red kit which is their alternate kit also adidas it's very similar, um, but I like the, just the small details in this Japan kit, keeping it simple with the blue one. And the away one, the white one, just whatever is going on with those sleeves, I think is really cool. The origami designs. Yes, yes. That is yes. fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Again, I mean, like, it's it, it screams, like, the cultural sort of creative elements of the country it represents. I love it. I mean, it'd be like... It'd be like if the U.S. had one with like sublimated hot dogs, sublimated hot dogs, or something. <laughs> like that. Never, you know, like it's like. I mean, they should just. You don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll. Yeah, the U.S. should just have like rock out like a baseball jersey or something. Um, yeah, exactly. Japan has had some great kits in recent years. Yeah, um, their their sure. 2018 World Cup kits were amazing. Uh, they've really been on a nice little streak here. And if you go, if you follow J League, and not you don't have to be a huge fan of the J League, but like there are some really good looking designs in in Japanese first division. I think they are just you know traditionally very progressive with their designs as well. So this this is definitely in line. I, you know, one one quick comment on this. I I would I, I think it'd be cool if they did it. They have such iconic imagery when it comes to their their flag, you know, the rising sun, that sort of stuff. I'm surprised they don't lean on that more heavily. I mean, one of the things that made that has made some U.S. kits so great. You know, the Bomb Pop, the Waldos, the denim kit was its reliance on the national flag. I think it'd be interesting to see Japan try and execute something like that, but th- these are fantastic. All right. Uh, let's go with Spain. Okay. Again, when I think of Spain, I immediately get very nostalgic. I like red, black, black. I like when they wear when they, especially when they wear black socks. Like they've they've switched sock colors over the years, where they go to navy blue to match the navy blue shorts. Like I think Spain should always wear black socks. I, again, I'm not a Spaniard. I don't know where that tradition began, but I love it. And so when I look at these, the the, the home kit, just pretty simple. I mean, there's not much more than this is a red, you know. La Furia Roja, basically. Yeah, a a Spain. red Spain shirt, yeah. That's, that's all you need if, if you're the Spanish national team. The light kit is horrible. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like the blue one. I, I kind of like it too. That, that wavy design, uh, I like that shade of blue. I, I like the uh, the different color th- uh, stripes on the shoulders. I think I think it works for me. At yeah. least. The, 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 the light one to me has a strange sort of like, uh, like elements of mid-century architecture. It's sort of like archways you see on buildings in Brazil or from the fifties in the U S I, I just don't like, I'm just not into it. The one on the left. I, I mean, it is what it is. Like it's not a creative kit. It's I, I, I abhor those like sleeve, the underarm pocket yeah. cutout things. I hate those. Like that to me, that was one of the worst parts of like early aughts sort of jerseys was they always had those ridiculous like triangles under there, but you know, it's a Spain kit. If it's red and yellow and relatively 
you know, I hate to word, use the word clean, but sort of minimalistic, it works, you know? It works, it works. I like the blue one too. Not like I love it, but it stood out to me. I thought it was interesting. I, I also like the, 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 the three Adidas stripe being the, the, the Spanish flag instead of going with like a navy blue that could have been very just easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the badge location I like too. So that one's cool. All right, we're going to end before we get to our favorites of all time, let's go to Puma. Let's just put the Puma display up and, you know, have, have at it. Uh, I wrote that since you all know, I'm a big fan of pro evolution soccer. One of the things that's great about that game, by the way, is you can just spend hours designing kits. Okay. Which you can't do on FIFA. But when I look at some of these, it's like, it's as if a a small child grad pro evolution (laughs) soccer and just started designing kits it's just too i don't know what's going on here someone, yeah, someone are, tweeted at are, me these are bad pro evolution soccer designs yes. which is saying well, a well, lot someone you know? someone tweeted yeah. a, a reader tweeted that they look like um highway signs in europe <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was fabulous it was a, it just about as good a take as our, our other editor alex abnos who said they they look like the hello my name is uh sticker but Brooks, let's start with you. Like, do you see anything positive here? Because our colleague Sam Stasekul liked these. Yeah, yeah, I know Sam liked it. Um, I still don't don't buy that as a as a perspective. But if, to me, both these and and the Puma kits that they released for Euro uh, the Euros last summer, it just they just look like knockoff bootleg T shirts that you buy at the airport. Um, yeah. They don't look like high quality shirts that would be worn in a World Cup. It it just doesn't look good to me. I mean, maybe I'm totally out of touch with what the kids today are are, are into, but I, man, yeah. man, I, I really i I do like I admire when kit makers have a a through line through all of their kits that's easily identifiable. We talked about the three stripes and the stripes on the shoulder, like the Circle ninety kits come to mind. You know what I mean? But like when that through line is just boring you know, uninspired, ridiculous design, then it just doesn't work. I mean, congrats. This is like the worst. I mean, the Italy one, it's just like, oh my goodness. look, I mean, like, you know, if you're going to, I understand if you're like shipping one of these things to like, you know, whatever, like some, you know, quasi backwater nation somewhere that is like 200th in the world, but it's a friggin' Italy kit, dude. No, this they, is... They've had iconic designs for, for decades and yes. it's just like, it's ridiculous. I was just looking at some of the top kit designs from over the years, like last 20 years or more. And the 1994 away jersey and look for Italy was up there. It was a Diodora kit. It had like a nice blue collar with the, the, the Italian flag designed across it. Baggio rocked it during that World Cup. Yep. It looks so good. The Diodora um, logo is just like really minimalist. It wasn't jumping out at you. It just looks so good. And like this looks like, you know, I could probably find this at a, at a, at a traffic light somewhere at a stoplight. Yeah, you buy these you know, at a like, gas station. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the Italian one is most disappointing. Uruguay, who I think has classic looks as well at every World Cup. Like, I don't know. I can't imagine them wearing this. It's going to, for me, it's going to be hard to get used to. Maybe just, okay, I agree with Sam that the Paraguay one is 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 okay within this setup it looks because like a scotland shirt to me the paraguay one I, I think it's because of the color the yeah. the navy blue color helps a little bit um it, it makes it just seem a little bit different from these these white ones that are just very very templated 
Okay, so that's Puma. I mean, yeah, th- this one was rough. Um, I think we can get to now uh, just e- each of us giving our our takes on our favorite jerseys of all time. This was hard for me, and when I when I slacked both of you, you know, you know, Bruce was like, "Wow, like this is going to be tough." <laughs> it's hard. Uh, Jeez, I, I, I spent a lot of time on this, maybe more time than I should have, but <laughs> I felt like Pablo was pretty good to go right away. So let's start with you. I thought you have. It doesn't surprise me, but. Uh, you know, I, I love the the explanation here. I mean, I, I all right. So I love these two kits, kits for completely different reasons. All right. So the the denim kit, which is obviously it's almost an uncreative selection because it's in, in the in the world of American soccer, it is possibly the most iconic design element ever created. Um, I love it because it's it was bold, it was daring. They you know like the way the kit was designed. I talked to Peter Moore, is the guy who designed the kit even harkens back to, I feel like, a time when designers really had to think outside the box. He got a piece of denim. He basically got a pair of blue jeans, like raw denim. Those stars are are pieces of paper he cut out. He put the whole thing on a Xerox machine, pressed the copy button, and dragged it across the copy bed, right? Which is why the stars look stretched out like that. I mean, to me, it's just like, it just harkens back to an entirely different era in design. I mean, that it was daring forward thinking, looked incredible with the shorts. I will say the 94 away jersey, the the wavy flag, I mean, one of the worst the US has ever had. Um, <laughs> but there is, this 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 to me is a 10 out of 10. And it's, it's like, again, I mean, anybody would know exactly what country that is. It's, it's yeah. the dips, the dips jersey, I probably have a personal attachment to. I have one of those jerseys um, in the National Soccer Hall of Fame, a Cruyff what, jersey. What year is that one, Pablo? 80. Um, they had those, yeah, Cruyff, those Cruyff red and white ones, it. 77 through 80. And I think it's it's um, interesting in, in multiple ways. A, I love the collar. I love a V-neck on a kit. B, I think it's an incredible execution of how to, how to sort of integrate the kit maker's identity and the design elements, the three stripes, the sash across, you know exactly what that is. It's, it's Adidas. The typeface is interesting. It's cut perfectly for the, you know, period. I mean, it's like, again, it's a 10 out of 10. And the NASL was full of like, you know, full of insane jerseys. They had jerseys where there was like leather fringe around the chest. And stuff <laughs> like that. This is one that's like, I frequently thought to myself, it is like, it is, you know, DC United's kit maker is Adidas. It is absolutely criminal that they haven't done some sort of throwback, throwback yeah. kit, merchandise, whatever. They are they are leaving money on the table. It is financial malpractice. Their fans and a lot of DC residents, residents would eat this stuff up. But those would be my two selections. But I want to say real quickly that it's like asking me to pick who my favorite kid is or something like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. like... I'm gonna. We're gonna stop recording this pod, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh, what about these other, you know, eight yeah. kids?" You know. So, first of all, look at the size of those shin guards from you from Johan Cruyff. That is awesome. The only thing missing yeah. from that shot is a cigarette, in my opinion. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, or, or probably just screaming out of at a teammate. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Brooks. Uh, let's go with yours. Yeah. So I went a little bit, a little bit new, a little bit old. Um, to me, that that 1990 uh, West Germany kit is just iconic. It's it's just when I think of a, a soccer kit, that's the one I think of automatically. Um, it's just such a unique design, so particular to to, to that German team. Um, and also, they did a, a kind of a remake of it for 2018 uh, for Germany that was just black and white and not not uh, 
the the black, red, and yellow. And just the black and white version was amazing. I thought that looked awesome too. Um, so that that's that's one of my all time favorites. And then more recently, uh, Italy's and this was a Puma kit. Shockingly, I'm not mm. a generally a fan of Puma kits, but this is the exception. Um, Italy's 2019 dark green Renaissance kit, just gorgeous. Yeah, with with the gold the gold highlights, the 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 dark green and the and the dark blue. I, just thought, I thought it was amazing um, and shocking from from Puma. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, look how far they've fallen, Puma. Good God, I, I agree with the German kit. I would love to get your take quickly, Pablo, on on this West Germany kit. Like, it's so memorable to me. Like, it's the first look that I think of when I think of the German national team. It's probably mm. because that generation of players were incredible. They won the World Cup in 1990. But what an awesome design! Like, classic Adidas. I love it. It's it's again an example of you know Adidas had these design elements that were uh, that ran through several of their kits like that weird polygonal sash or the sort of uh, necklace looking motif that Germany had in the '94 World Cup and again I think they executed those things on more than one jersey but because they were really interesting design elements they worked you know so no that's a that is an all time banger that's a top ten kit for me for sure of all time. The Germany one. No doubt. No doubt. Rudy Voller. Oh, what a, what a guy. What a character. Um, all right. So I'm going to go with mine. Like, because I'm the host of the show, I broke the rules here. I have two oh, no. that I could not decide on. Did you design your own and PlayStation Evolution <laughs> Soccer? Exactly. I, I, I didn't bring my, my Columbia concept kit from Pro Evolution. Uh, but I'll start with the, the AC Milan. This is uh, AC Milan from 93, I believe. That's uh, nice. That's and real it is nice. so, so good looking. And again, like I'm not like this uh, a Milan fan. I just have always been drawn to their look, to the classic uh, red and black stripes. I think in this case also, this is when they were just so good. They were unbeatable. Uh, look at this guy, Marseille Desailly, just a, a, an incredible destroyer in midfield and so many elements that are awesome in that look like the that just the black stripes nothing in between them except for that awesome mota logo the way that the t is, are sort of are, are crossed with one line i think is awesome the lotto logo the star above the italian badge and that collar i mean look at the collar i think I felipe it. this this too is like an example of Another key element in kit design is obviously they're all they're all going to have sponsors. And when you like DC United's Volkswagen jerseys jump to mind, when you have a sponsor that is in in and of itself an iconic piece of like industrial design or something like that, you know the the VW logo obviously is like looks yeah. great on everything. It can really set the jersey off. Same thing here. I mean, I, to be clear, I have no idea what Mata is, what they do. I don't either. But it's I'm just saying the logo is like nice to look at to begin with, and that you know. That, that can go a long way, you know. And, and Sampdoria on the on this Kappa Sampdoria kit, I think it's eighty nine ninety. Uh, I've always liked Sampdoria's kits. They're, they're they always have beautiful so kits. Great. Always, yeah. They like never change. Please, they just they 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 update a few things, but overall, it's really great. I was reading about this kit design recently, and somebody even said, even the the ERG logo is just like the font is just fits. You know, it's like it's it, it's nice, right? Um, and 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 the the way the, the the white red black stripes across the chest the mid the mid range chest if you will just it's just it's a hit every time Sam Dory is on the pitch in this look. 
also been long long sleeve jerseys for life you know like, exactly exactly like it's in a whole the 90s, different podcast but it's yeah i mean the the, the v-neck it's like a v-neck collar here and the long sleeve is is amazing but well, so long sleeve might be making a comeback because adidas in their latest releases they had some long sleeve looks in there for japan i think and and presumably other, other nations but we could be in a a long sleeve comeback I remember like growing up watching these games and you'd see these players and playing in the winter in Italy in the Serie A with long sleeves. Like, where do they, how do they do this? Like we always had to put like a terrible shirt underneath our jerseys, a long sleeve shirt, like a dirty shirt that like was just out of the hamper. And that's what we did. Uh, But yeah, hopefully they bring those back. But obviously again, my favorite, I had to go with my heart. I had to go with my heart. Uh, This Columbia kit, this Columbia jersey from 1990. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. it just it's amazing. Like in Colombia, this has never been topped. You know, I think some people put the 2014 yellow jersey, the the Adidas kit, up there because honestly, just the run that Colombia went on. But this one is to me unmatched. Uh, the the way Adidas designed this one, and to Brooks' point, in 2018 they tried to bring this look back for a lot of countries. I bought the Colombia jersey that where they did this with. I, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, but I think this one is just an all-time. It's an all-time great. Felipe, I have a, I have a question here. It, it something strikes me. I wonder. Um, this might be a little sort of tangential, but whether our perception of these kits has to do more with iconic players in their prime, right? Like I would say, the Argentina kit, the one I think of immediately is the '86, the Coke Sportif, the vertical stripes. Obviously, that was Maradona's finest moment. Um, you know, you think of like, uh, you know, we just had the shot of Balak and Rudy Voller and those Germany kits at the peak of their powers. Mateus. Sorry. Yeah. At the peak of their powers back then, um, you know, same thing with the U.S. in 94. Those kits are endearing because it was sort of their introduction to the world. And I just wonder how much of it has to do with with sort of like the kits we associate with the most iconic players historically you know, their most memorable moments. I think that has a lot to do with it, honestly. I know? agree 100%. And in, for, for Columbia, this is the, this was the jersey they wore against Germany in the 1990 World Cup, where the, it was one of the biggest results they had, that like late winner from, from Rincon in the 95th minute to tie it and to advance to the second round for the first time in Columbia's history. They wore this kit. And it'll, it'll never be forgotten, in my opinion. So what do you think, Brooks? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that so, that we chose so many national team kits and and from yeah. you know a previous era that there, I think only I chose one from the last ten years or so, um, and I think that might be because teams cycle through kits so quickly now, you know, especially club teams where they have three, even four every season. Um, it's it's tough to create that indelible image when they're always changing, always changing, even if they're really beautiful designs. There's always on to the next one so quickly that it, it it's tough to stay front of mind. Well, guys, we went longer than I thought we would. This was great. Thanks for joining me. If you're listening, if you're watching, the 2022 kit tracker is live on The Athletic. It's going to be updated daily with new drops, as I said before. And ladies and gentlemen, we have not seen the official U.S. kit yet. We're going to talk about it. That might be for the best. We're going yeah. yeah. to talk about it. Brooks mentioned England has not been official yet. So some still some really big releases and launches have not come yet. And we're going to be talking about those. But visit daily. The kit launch. It's on. The, kit li- the, the live tracker is on at The Athletic. Guys, thanks for joining me. Until next time. <laughs>